Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello and welcome to You Up Hit of Pod Edition. Hi, I'm Nikki. How are you guys? Welcome to the show. I am at my parents' house in St. Louis, Missouri. You know that. I'm sitting at my dad's piano and well, it's not his piano, but it's serving as a desk for me um, during this time because the desk in the room is just not against the window and I didn't feel like moving it. So I just turned whatever was in front of the window into a desk instead of doing the right thing, which would be like swap it out. That's a little too much work. I should just use the keyboard, uh, you know, a keyboard that you plug in electrical keyboard with many drinks, there are many drinks around here. Sometimes there's like a little, there's some weeds scattered about. There's, I mean, it is, I'm trashing this keyboard and I feel so bad. And I, I've talked about it before, but I think it's because I'm just mad that I can't play piano. And I'm just like kind of lashing out onto music, which I don't have a natural knack for. I mean, I have a slight knack for it, but not enough. However, update on the keyboard situation I'm like learning how to play some songs on the piano. I have a piano in my parents' living room. I don't, they do. And then we have a keyboard in here. I want to be clear, no one in this house can play piano. I mean, my sister could, it like took lessons back in the day and she can play a couple songs. She's, she's probably the best player in the house, but like not good, you know, and she would even say that. And then my dad can kind of tool around. My mom can play one Joni Mitchell song. Pretty good actually. Coming home Christmas. I don't even think that is a Joni Mitchell song, but it's some like a Carol King song about Christmas. So my mom can play that and it's actually good. And now add it to the list. I can play um what Taylor Swift song did I learn? I'm learning Lover right now, which is very hard. If you've ever done a D chord on a piano, it's fucked up, man. I was doing all I was doing doing good with C's and G's. And I don't know, give me a fucking F is an F. Yeah, F. Keep it keep it on the white keys. But then you make me go up to a, the... And I'm very confused. I mean, this is obviously something I could look up. But, like, how do you pick which part of the keyboard to play? <laughs> like, I know it's different keys, right? Is that it? But, like, with your left hand, can you be all the way at the other end and uh, then the right hand all the way at the other end and play the same thing and then it matches up? Or there's certain pairings? Don't DM me. I'll look it up. I'll figure it out. Anyway, I can play um, I can play a Taylor Swift song. I forget which one now. And then I just learned Lover today. It was very hard. But I realized that if you practice, like, you get good. Did you guys know that practice makes, like, good? Not perfect. Not even – I mean, it eventually might make perfect, but there is no perfect. Wow, we got a lot of mixed signals in, the, in grade school. I used to sing a song in my fifth grade class. Practice makes perfect, you see. If you believe in me, something like that, you got to practice each day and then you never be good enough and you'll develop an eating disorder. I think that's how it ended. That's how it ended for me. But um, there is no perfect. But anyway, if you do practice, like you get good. I swear to God, I'd learn the chords. To, I've never, I only know one song on the piano. I don't even know. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know that one. That's how little I know about piano. So I learned... Um, oh, All Too Well, which is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I learned that one. That's just like three simple chords over and over, maybe four. So that one's not too bad. Then I learned Lover. That one's harder because it has that D where you have to hit the black key up top, and I don't even know how your hands like can do it and where to even put it. 
And, um, and what was my, and, and I learned, I just tried, I learned the chords for it this morning and was like, this is hard as shit. And I got mad and I quit. Then I went to a zoom meeting and I was on my desk slash keyboard. And I was like, okay, I'll just practice it during this meeting as I'm on mute. And then by the end of the meeting, I knew it and my hands could do it. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I am just a person that if I'm not good at something right away, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it even one more time. And that's the way, you know, if you don't know this about comedians, most comedians have an amazing first set and then they bomb a lot. But the first set is always crush because if you don't crush, um, you don't know how good it can feel. So like with tennis, I whiff the ball one time trying to play and I'm like, this sucks. I'm not good. I want to be naturally good at things. And sometimes you're not. And sometimes you can get naturally good if you freaking work hard. Guess where I learned that? I don't know. Maybe a documentary series called The Last Dance. Yeah, I'm still watching because I haven't watched since the last time I talked to you guys. So technically that's still watching. I mean, I haven't finished it. Still got seven episodes to go. Waiting for my parents to get back in town. Yeah, they're out of town. Um, they're back in town by the time you're hearing this. So don't even think about whatever. I don't know what you were thinking about doing. I just don't want you to know that I'm alone. But as, as I record this, I am alone at my house. And uh, we have good security here, though, so I'm not worried about it. And we have the neighbors alerted when my parents are not here so they can look for any suspicious activity, any flowers being delivered that I do not want, that I am unappreciative for. So anyway, my parents are out of town. I'm saving the last dance. I'm saving, <laughs> I'm saving the movie Save the Last Dance, too. We were in the middle of that. You know that movie where Julia Stiles learns to date, dance from that black guy? I don't remember his name. Forgive me. It's not because he's black. It's just because I don't remember the actor's name. But I think he went on to some other stuff. That, that movie was so fucking good, dude. And she wasn't that good of a dancer. I got to watch that again. I should have watched that before I did uh, Last Dancer Standing. That's a combo of the two reality shows I've done. No, but I've been joking that the, the series is called The Last Dance, which is also the name of a 10-part miniseries I'm working on about my, um, my first dance on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, so there's going to be a show called The Last Dance about my first dance on Dancing with the Stars because my first dance was my last dance. If you don't know, I was voted off Dancing with the Stars first, uh, season 27. And um, I did dance two dances on the show because it was a two-night premiere. I was eliminated first, so I got to dance two dances. But let me just tell you guys, the dances were the same. They were literally the same dance. I was really pissed about it at the time. Gleb, my partner, was like, we're just going to do the same dance because we don't have time to learn another one. And I was like, I want something different. He's like, we'll add like a couple of hand claps to it. And then I tried to get those. I remember when I was trying to get the hand claps at the beginning of my second dance. You can go watch it. It's, I liked my outfit a little bit better. I looked better than the first dance. But it just added claps to the first dance. Go watch them. You'll see. They're the same dance. Anyway, saving the last dance. <laughs> Save the last dance. I'm saving. Uh, but what I learned from that docu-series is that you can get good at things if you – Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan right away. And I've always heard that. You know, he got cut from – he didn't make varsity the first time he tried out. And it just seems absurd that Michael Jordan wouldn't make varsity. But he wasn't that impressive, you know? Um, and then he went and he practiced and same with Scotty Pippen, same with Dennis Rodman. Like I love, that's what I love about these. If you have any other things you'd recommend of people just like beating the odds or like they're not good at something and they practice and then they're amazing at it. 
send it my way. It's truly inspiring. And it's really interesting that each of these guys' story, if you haven't seen this, I hope I'm selling it to you. I didn't think I would care about Scottie Pippen's upbringing or Dennis Rodman's up. Actually, Dennis Rodman is fascinating. I mean, I, I thought I knew Dennis Rodman. I don't know Dennis Rodman. And yes, that is a direct quote from the, the, the docuseries. He says that into the camera at one point. But um, it just, it sh- these guys were not just naturally good. I mean, yes, they grew five inches over a summer, you know, their junior year, and they come back and, and they're much better because of their height, but they actually, they just worked so hard. I did a podcast last night called the Ed Milet Show. It's like, I've listened to a couple episodes after he asked me to do it, and it's a really good podcast. I recommend it. It's, um, he's like a life coach to celebrities. He's one of the richest people under 50 years old. I think he's worth $400 million. I Googled it. It's not hard to find. Um, but he just like is into self-help and success, and he's a fan of mine. It was so flattering to have someone with so much money like me. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm kind of not. It kind of reminds me of that John Mulaney joke about like, I would just, I would wait in line to look at a million dollars, like in cash, just like a million dollars. And he was, I feel like, I forget that joke, but he's, it's one of my favorite um, comedy sets ever. He did a Conan set in like 2007 or eight that I watched a million times. I don't even think it's online anymore, but he did the Donald Trump joke. He did the pay you can or you can pay two dollars to have your money added to the million dollars Ooh, luxurious i would wait online um fine golden hair that's how he described uh donald trump he had a donald trump bit about donald trump being the worst before anyone was really saying he was the worst it was kind of great um what was i saying last dance um john mulaney my, oh, the guy, Ed Milet. So I went on his show and he, he does a show called, um, it's called Maxed Out. And I, it's about like maxing out your potential, like reaching your full potential, which is something that always obviously makes me filled with anxiety because I always feel like I'm not reaching my potential, like I'm capable of so much more, but I just get lazy, which I guess is, you know, a fairly common feeling. But also his, his show is called Maxed Out. And I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel fucking maxed out. But it's actually a positive thing in the way that he's saying it. And I'm like, oh, you want to talk about maxing out? I can, t- I'm TJ maxed out. Because um, I, I got maxed out at t- Trader Joe's when I was waiting in line. <laughs> um, no, I can get maxed out anywhere. Just looking at my schedule. I've, that's my point is I, so anyway, we talked about my like work ethic and just working hard. And he just described me as someone who has worked really hard, which is very flattering. And it real it's, he asked me what I'm good at because I can name a million things I'm bad at, which it was a good point. He's a great life coach. He goes, name something you're good at. And it really took me a while because I wanted to come up with a good one. Not because I couldn't think of any, um, eating in bed, uh, hiding that you're eating in bed, um, <laughs> uh, kissing Marion. Like I'm good at showing love to my dog. That's something I'm pretty good. I'm good at like loving animals. I really like, I got that locked down and I'm proud of it anyway. Um, but I couldn't think of anything. I, I, I wanted to say I work hard, but again, I felt like I don't work hard enough. And then I looked at my schedule today and I'm like, yes, you work hard. Like I just have to start trusting when people say things about me that I don't, I have like career dysmorphia. I've talked about that before where I don't think, I don't think I have enough, anything going on. And then I have everything going on or I just, I can't, I can't just let it in. I try, I just got done with a run and I like, 
was just trying to be in the moment of like, I, I just kept thinking about when this runs over. Oh my God, I got to do this. And then I got to do this. And I was like, just be in this goddamn run, Glazer. So I looked at the sky and I was like, oh my gosh, someday you're going to be on, like not able to walk because you're old. And you're going to be like, man, I miss running. And then it's going to be like, Art, do you miss running? Because were you, did you ever even appreciate running when you had it? So how can you miss something that you're not even present for? Do you know what I'm saying? So in that moment, I tried to create a memory that I would think back on when I'm like old. And I think I, will, I, think I actually cemented a memory in my mind today on the run that was like, this is how good it can feel to move your body like this and not have your joints hurt, not like running is fucking hard on your body. I'm not going to be able to do it that much longer. So I better get it in. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I did edit my let's show last night. I did. I, I have a full day today. I can't wait to tell you what I'm going to do later on this afternoon. Um, I want to get some water before I do that. Because like I said, I did just get done with a run and I'm feeling a little bit parched and I feel like it's distracting me and I want to be fully present for you guys. So I'm going to go get a little water and I'll be back and I'll tell you what I've got planned for the rest of my day because I'm taking some chances. Uh, stay tuned. Mmm. You know what I did here is I just filled up my, um, I have like a reusable Starbucks cup, like a venti sized iced, like big plastic cup. And I put my iced coffee in it throughout the day, but it still had a little iced coffee in the bottom. And I just wanted the, like the slight taste of water coffee. So my my water right now is, I would say 89% water. And like the rest is like watered down almond milk and coffee. Most people would be not do that. As I was filling it, I was like, most people would just dump it and start over. But I don't care. Like, I'm, my parents are out of town, like I said. So I'm just like using the same bowl over and over. I've talked about this before. If I eat oatmeal in a bowl in the morning and there has been to be scrapes on the side, instead of like heating up the water enough to like get the oatmeal off, because that stuff really sticks, I'll just put whatever is for lunch in the bowl and it, that oatmeal won't even transfer into my meal. I would, there's no chance I would even taste the, the dried oatmeal on the side. So who cares? If you don't taste it, it doesn't matter. That's kind of, and that's kind of how I feel about things. As long as you don't taste a weird consistency change or a taste change, who cares? Like I, I did something else. Oh, I, um, I like pet my dog and then I reached in to get some ice with my hand and I was like am I gonna taste dog in this coffee now this iced coffee this was earlier today I mean I've done many gross things today and I remember being like you should just take this handful of ice and throw it in the sink wash your hand and start anew but I didn't because I was like either you're not gonna taste dog and if you do you'll spit it out it won't be the worst thing why waste this ice because the slight speck of dog dander might be in your cup and I know this is all very sensitive because of COVID and I should be thinking about all this stuff a lot more, which I am. Generally, I wouldn't even notice these things yet. Yet now I'm actually aware that I'm doing them. Hi, mom. My parents, like I said, are out of town, right? And uh, they're on a camping trip with some friends. They're coming back tomorrow, which is when you're hearing this podcast. Um, so I, uh, I've been home alone. I... It's, which is very hard for me with two dogs. They have two dogs. One of the dogs I legit um, hate. I'm just going to say it. I hate my parents' dog. And I, I just got done saying I love animals. 
and I honestly, I do. I feel for this dog. I feel like it wants to be better than it is, but I understand loving something and hating it so much because he is so big. This dog is up like, you know, he's longer than me. He's over like he's six feet probably in length. If he was stretching his arms, he's just a giant wolfhound terrier dog he must be like 75, 80 pounds, probably more. I don't really understand weight. Um, and he, he pulled my mom weeks ago and she slammed into it because he was chasing something on a walk and he, she slammed into a mailbox and he had this huge bruise on her arm. And I was just like annoyed at that, just seeing the aftermath of that, let alone how annoying that would be to experience. And then he did it to me yesterday. And luckily I was strong and prepared enough for it, but he jerked so hard. He saw something before I saw it and I could have gone flying into traffic. He would have just like dragged me. And I, I was so furious. I, like I hated him in that moment and I've let it go since like we got home and I didn't even, I was like, just didn't even want to feed him, even though like, obviously I fed him, but like, I was like, you don't even deserve this. You're such a brat. It made me feel like a crazy mom. So anyway, I hate my parents' dog, but I did hug him last night against my will for a very long time because Marion gets so many cuddles because she's so little and trans transportable. Like she's always, she's in my lap right now, you guys. Aren't you? Yes. And um, the other dog can't be in lap. So sometimes I just try to hold him like a baby so that he feels love. And even though I hate him yesterday, I hugged him for like five minutes. I forced myself to do it and like bond with him and just like, breathe with him and like and he was sweet he like wanted it so i don't hate him but i do i don't think i'll be that sad when he dies and i hate to say that i like love animals and i don't want him to die but i don't think it'll be like a devastating thing i'll just be sad that he never got to be the best dog he could be because they won't get trainers i can't pay for a trainer i, I mean i could but i just not now with covid he's on his own anyway Wiley, I love you. I'm sorry, but you suck. And he has human eyes and his eyes freak me out, you guys. His eyes, like, they look human. They have, like, deep, you know, dogs are supposed to, like, not have pupils. He has, like, hazel eyes. And they have, like, they don't have soul. They are sociopathic. There's, another, there's a couple dogs that have eyes like that that I hate. Like, I know someone with one of the ugliest dogs ever. And I send my friends pictures of their dog, all this, this person's dog. And we laugh at how ugly this person's dog is because they think their dog is so cute. But the dog is just like gross. Like Marion's gross, but in a cute way. Some dogs are just like, ugh, they just suck. And I'm not talking about dogs that are like found under decks chained up for years, like that have skin issues. I love those dogs. Those dogs are the cutest. It's dogs that are like rich people's dogs that just, you can just tell they're just like, they're just racist and like, mean and like and they're stupid and they're inbred because rich people love like designer dogs no offense to if you have those my parents didn't get a designer dog and look how that turned out so maybe you're on to something anyway i don't i was going to um bring these dogs on a walk in the park sorry i said walk marion that's her trigger word um her ears shut up uh so later on so here's the backstory um I will pretty much, I'm just gonna say it. I am, I reached out to someone from my high school who I have not literally had a conversation with since I went to a dance with this person freshman year of high school. I don't think ever again, we really like hung out. I mean, he was in a different group of people than I was, but our moms know each other. My mom mentioned that he was in town and didn't have like, was, you know, 
didn't it wasn't married i'm not looking to hook up i just literally am looking for friends here but like a lot of people have i can't be friends with guys that have wives it's just not that doesn't happen so i uh, and i saw that this guy follows me on instagram so i just wrote to him and was like hey will you be my friend like can we hang out and so um we're going on a walk today to hang out um because i just need friends like i need someone to hang out with um and i have my i i, I have my friends in uh New York and LA, but you guys know like Zoom doesn't count. So I'm just going to go on a walk with a friend from my school. I'm really nervous about it because I'm scared of all the shit I've talked about people in high school and it's going to come back to bite me now. I just never thought I'd have to live here again and maybe need these people. I really was like, okay with throwing them all under a bus, um, a school bus. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. And then I also got invited to a barbecue this weekend from another guy who I went to high school with. And that's going to be, he saw me going through my yearbook and we've kept in touch over the years. His, uh, first and last name are the, his initials are PH. And so back in high school, we called him PH balance. And so, uh, he, he was always really funny and just like kind of class clowny but he is inviting me over to a barbecue and then he sent like a text of like who all is coming but he only sent first names and I wrote back like do I know any of these people and it turns out like I do and I'm nervous to see people from high school it kind of makes me feel alive again though like I kind of feel like oh my god the popular kids are like letting me hang out with them finally and it kind of feels fun and maybe I might fr find new friends. Who knows? But at least I'm trying, you know? And I really don't have any goddamn time to be doing this. I just know that I need m more to write about, more to talk about, and more experiences. I have so much to say about uh, all of this, but I want to, I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't because I don't know what it's going to be like. But I did, I was supposed to go on a walk yesterday and I pushed it and then it's happening today. And I'm proud of myself because it's not easy to reach out to people and, and ask for friends. I've always been asked in my career, how do you make friends? You seem to have a lot of friends like uh, from girls that like don't have friends. You ask people to be your friends. I'm not joking you. Just say, I need friends. If you do too, let's hang out, you know? And I I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of picky with my friends. I've gotten some DMs from people who live in the St. Louis area that are like, I'll be your friend. And I that's a little like at least I have a commonality with this guy where we can like talk about people we know from the past these like meeting oh this other guy once that dm'd me he's probably listening he um he also lives in St. Louis and was like let's hang out and I just like kind of ghosted for a couple days and he's like okay fine don't and I'm like I don't can't hang out with you I don't know you because he has like one picture right and I don't want to tell him that but he's like let's facetime and I'm like okay later tonight Later tonight comes. Okay, maybe tomorrow. Later tomorrow comes. Um, I'm just really busy. It's like, how do you guys randomly FaceTime people that you've just met online? It scares the shit out of me. I don't know. Like, what if they're like someone you do not want to be talking to you almost immediately? I guess you could just hang up. But then I'll make, then I'll feel bad. This is classic me bullshit of like feeling like I'm going to make pe people can take the risk of not being liked just like I'm taking the risk of not being liked by asking if people will hang out with me. Although I do have in my back pocket. Why would you not want to hang out with me? I was on fucking Conan last week. I got I to gotta be honest. Like if I, I, I'm going to be a good time. I'm going to have stories. I'm going to tell you a celebrity story about someone who's an asshole who you wouldn't have known is an asshole. It's not who you're thinking about. The one that everyone's talking about right now. 
I have nothing to say about that one because I want a career. I want a career. It is so fun to find out when people are jerks. I did find a juicy one out yesterday. I wish I could tell you guys. There's someone who you like that sucks so much. And I asked the person, I asked the person like, why does this person work then? And the person told me, this person works. I'm saying, I'm not using any gender here. This person works but they would work so much more if they weren't terrible to work with. And I was like, whoa, that's interesting. I, uh, I got to do my gratitude list. Boy, I don't want to because it is not comfortable to find things you're grateful for. It sounds really stupid, but I swear to God it helps. It's the only reason I'm doing it. And I don't, I don't maybe I'm not going to do it forever, but right now I am grateful for, um, I almost said Amazon because I kind of am. What kind of world do we live in where like I can order a charger to my vibrator that has a weird charger that only I left the charger in because I, I thought I was going to be gone from my New York apartment for two weeks and I don't use a vibrator enough to have two charges or like need more than one charge. So I didn't bring the charger. Left it in New York. Didn't want my assistant to have to go rummage through my stuff to find a dumb charger and send it. So I just, I, I searched for it. Amazon has this weird like clit sucking <laughs> vibrator charger. Um, and so thank God for that. I don't want to say thank God for Amazon because Amazon sucks and I shouldn't order from them. I know, but like, I don't know what to do. I just, I wish there was a way to pay the person who put your, puts your orders together. I would legit tip $10 per sh per box, an additional handling charge. I would pay if it could go right to the person doing it. Amazon, get on that. Um, I am also grateful for Marion feeling much better today. She was sick the other day, and although I loved it because it made me feel like um, very needed, and she was such a widow baby, and she was like puking all over the place, and it was, she was just like, she's so sweet when she's sick. I really do understand when moms like poison their kids just to make them sweeter and vulnerable. I mean, I don't understand it, but like I see where the, where it starts. And today she's feeling better and she's like her own person. And it's really annoying. So Marion, I'm going to poison you later. Just kidding. I'm just going to starve you. No, I won't do either. Um, she's the best dog. She's so dirty and I love her so much. Um, I really think that I need to get some sort of animal as soon as I leave here because she's been such a service animal during this time. Thank God for animals except my parents stupid humanized dog wiley i love him i'll go hug him to make up for all this trash talking i'm doing i hope he doesn't hear this guys thanks for joining me i'll talk to you tomorrow on the podcast thank you for listening rate subscribe review share it on your stories tell people about it thank you for listening g squirt squirt g yeah pot this has been a Comedy Central podcast. Ow.